Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk USA. Are you tired of waiting for change? Tune into Blog Talk USA. Let your voice be heard on Blog Talk USA. Welcome to Blog Talk USA. I have to tell you, today has been a, a, one of those days that, that you have to write home. It's, it was almost like it was a Monday today, so I'm glad to be on Blog Talk USA as I sit here and I look at this board starting to light, light up. I just I just say, you know, it's, it's just crazy how, how people respond to what's going on in America. As we look at what's going around in America, as, as they like to call it, well, I call it America because there's nothing united about it at this point in time. It's never been nothing united. And as you look at everything that's happening out there, you, you just have to say, you know, um, I don't know. I don't know how we how we got to this point, but I know that, that we it was a long road to get here. And as we continue to march this path, I'm sure there's going to be more and more that comes because – you know, I was thinking today as I was posting this, and I, and I, and, and I posted it for a point. And, and the point that I was trying to make today is that, you know, too many times we, 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 we boast about being black in America. We boast about our ability and how far we have come and, and what all we have done, and we have accomplished this and we accomplished that, but Sometimes you have to ask yourself, how, what what have we accomplished? And I say that because if you look at, at the cycle in which we vote, we have very little say in, in who we vote for or who who in the end comes out, um, who's on the top or who's in between. So basically – I know ever since I've been voting in in my lifetime, except for one time, I really felt good about voting when I voted for President Obama because I knew that it was a possibility that he wasn't, wasn't going to win. But if ever there was a, a, a strong or a, 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 a stronghold or a place in life where you felt like we actually had a grip on things. When you voted for President Obama, you knew that at least they, that you had opportunity to be expressed, not only in, in, in voice but in image also. It makes a, a difference when you have the ability to share your voice and you see somebody that has this, the same image as you in, a, in the highest office of the nation. And you tend to just say, you know what? It gives it gives us. It always to me, it gave it gave inspirations to children that without that were out there. They had they have the opportunity to say, you know what? If he can do it, I can do it too. And it, and it gives them the ability to have a vision. In my lifetime, when I was younger, I never had that vision. 
you heard jokes about it. Comedians made jokes about it. Everybody made jokes about it. But nobody had ever thought that it would ever happen. And when it when it happened, it, it just kind of blew, blew. I know it blew me away. Yeah, it blew me away to a point where I was saying, "Golly, this is this is this actually happens." I think even that night it brought tears to my eyes to see him win the election. But too many times we we come in and, and we realize that you know we have to we have to do more when it, especially when it comes to voting or when it comes to sharing your opinion and getting out. We have to. Sometimes I think we have to stop acting like slaves because our vote counts. Each and every one of our votes, being a black person in America, counts. It counts because if we don't, we don't have a voice. You shouldn't have. You don't have a voice if you don't vote. You can't talk about what 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 Trump is doing, what what Bush was doing. You can't talk about any of that. Because when given the opportunity to speak up, you you didn't exercise it. But you know, I think that we need to we somehow now that we're voting, we need to ask we need to ask ourselves we need to start acting a little bit sooner. We can't wait until it gets down to the end and then try to make demands on on what's what should happen or what we think we should happen. We got to get. Earlier, earlier in the process, but the part it seems like, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm gonna have to call Democrats out on this, because the party that I'm voting for seems like they wait till the last minute to put all this stuff together, and when they when they put it all together, if it's not like they like it, they'll make a change and they'll change the candidate, they'll force a candidate down your throat, and 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 then you have to deal with it. They ask you to get amnesia on, on whatever else has happened. And when you stuck out there like that, it's nothing that you can do. I see y'all I see you guys I see you guys out there. Y'all can chime in at any time. I I'm just I'm just I'm just making commentary because I'm tired I'm tired of people acting like we have to vote for them. It's 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 we have to vote this way or we have to vote that way. It, it in America, we have to do we have to do much different than that, and I, and I know I'm not the only one that feels like that. I mean, you know, we we complain about about being slaves back in the day, but we're no different now. We when we go out to vote, we acting like slaves. We acting like we don't have a we don't have a voice. We don't have an opinion. We don't have nothing. We just go out and vote because because of the candidate that they put before us, and. and I know I'm gonna step on some toes here, but you know, if I'm gonna vote for you, I want something in return. It seems like we don't get anything in return for our votes. So, so I, I, I know I've been on this on this little tangent for for just a little bit, but um, Glass, I know you're out there. I hear you. And if you want to come yeah, in, and I'm, hey man, how you doing, Glass? I'm doing fine. Welcome to Blog Talk USA. I'm uh, sorry I'm a little late, Ron. I I looked at the the, uh, the clock on the uh, the microwave or the oven rather, and it said 7:20 something. And when I looked at my phone, it said 7:35. So I apologize for my tardiness. Uh, I'm listening to you. Uh, I will chime in. Uh, we talked about this earlier today, 
And uh, I'm really feeling, you know, what you're saying. And uh, remember that, you know, we all have our opinions based on our experiences. And uh, because one may disagree with uh, somebody's opinion, you know, that should be strictly disagreement. It shouldn't be, uh, well, this person is trying to do this or that person is trying to do that. Because, Ron, uh, I, 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 I can uh, mesh with anybody that's got an opinion and they can defend their opinion. And I think you are absolutely right when you talk about taking those votes for granted. But let, let me listen to a little bit more of your commentary, then I'll chime in and then we'll we'll have a discussion because I think we'd like to have everybody, uh, you know, to call in, uh, you know, and uh, press one if you want to join in the conversation, if you want to add to, you want to take away or whatever, because remember, Ron, you can call those other radio stations. Uh, if your opinion is not uh, their opinion, then they're going to, uh, mute your line, they're going to get rid of you, whatever the case may be. We try to have an open format so everybody can feel a part of Block Talk USA. So, Ron, I'll uh, digress and uh, I'll, I'll jump back in. That's fine. You're never late, Glass. You're always on time. Trust me. <laughs> it ain't no such thing as being late. So, anyway, Simp, how you doing tonight before I go any further? I want to say hi to my big brother out there. Oh, God. You must be. Oh, hey, why? Well, I, I didn't know. How you doing, man? How you doing, man? All right. You, you sound kind of tired. I'm, I'm like, I'm like glad I was running late. <laughs> oh, okay. That's that's fine. Uh, well, well, you know, simple mm-hmm. man of few words. He he'll probably get excited when somebody says something that 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 goes his way. So <laughs> <laughs> just give him just give him a little bit of time. <laughs> I got you. Sim. Hey, hey you brother, know, before, before you. Uh, I have someone who just uh, messaged me. Give give me the number slowly, Ryan, uh, the call-in number. Okay. You had to ask me while I'm on the air, but I'm looking five, one, for five. it now because it changed. Okay. Hold, five, one, hold five. on. Go ahead. Five. Five, one, five, six, oh, five. Six, oh, five. Right. Okay. 93.75. 9375. Thank you, Sherwin. I had a, uh, someone on Facebook to, uh, say, Baron Glass, I need the uh, call-in number. So I wanted to make sure that everybody who wants to be a part of the conversation that they can. Uh, uh, go ahead, Ron. Yeah. I, I, like I was saying earlier, me and Glass had a, com- a deep conversation earlier about the same thing. And we both kind of went down the same path. But I, I just think that in America, we, we really, really have to open up our minds when it comes to to voting, when it comes to actually getting out in our community doing work, when it comes to, as Glass say, running for office, we have to, we have to do those things, and we can't wait until the last minute and then expect everything to change. I I think that one of the things that that, that got me early when me and Glass was talking was, you know, they want our vote, but what are they giving us in return for our vote? We and I'm gonna clarify this by saying we all want Trump out of the office. We want him out so mm-hmm. bad. I know we'll do anything in the world to try to get him out. But what what is he giving us? What is actually coming from for our vote? For our vote because we 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 vote in large numbers. We demonstrated that when Obama was in office, when President Obama was in office, we demonstrated that. So we are both in large numbers, but if you're not giving anything and you're not offering anything, and and I don't see any way that we could make any headway if you pick the wrong candidate 
for the vice VP place. I don't, I don't, I don't see how that's going to benefit us. Uh, other than, you know, we went out and we voted because we didn't like the guy that's there already. If you check the guy that we're voting for, he has a, almost the same track record. Mm-hmm. Go back and review your history before you disagree with me. I'm not saying don't vote for him, but I'm just saying go back and review your history. Review his history. And you'll see he's almost the same person. We talk about police brutality. Look look at what, what he has endorsed over the years, what he has said. Look, prison system. We used to talk about that all the time. <laughs> One of the biggest... People that supported the prison system was him. You can find the literature out there. Just only thing you have to do is do the research. And if mm. you, if you would get closer to this election, you might not have to do research because I'm sure they're going to start bombing you with all kinds of stuff on Facebook, social medias, and everywhere. Mm-hmm. So I'm just telling you, don't please don't don't get out there and be fooled. Glass, I, I hear you, man. I know you're biting at the bit, so I'm going to let you come in for a minute, and then I'm going to come in after you. No, no, no. I, I think, uh, again, you know, everything you're saying uh, has validity, and they are valid points that one might need to consider. Uh, as we discussed today, you know that uh, we, we as uh, a black America, need to have an agenda that the majority of the people uh, can follow or can join in or can support uh, rather than having uh, Mm -hmm. this lead over here with this agenda, that lead over there with an agenda, and and so forth and so on. Now, uh, what what I don't want, uh, and I think you and I talked about this, and I think Simp will agree uh, and anybody else, is that uh, I'm not interested in Joe Biden, uh, Barack Obama, or anybody else uh, just 100% specifically Taking my vote for granted Oh well he's not a Republican He's not a registered Republican he just, He's going to vote for me just because See those days are over with And uh, if you look at it It's part of that slave mentality culture Or whatever the case may be Where we're going to, t- we're going to take this for granted We're going to get it anyway Well there are some things that uh, we need to negotiate Before I 100% commit to you What are you going to do About uh, you know police reform What are you going to do about mm-hmm. education what- do about health care? What, what are you going to do about all of those things that affect the lives of the people that I represent uh, on a daily basis? Not based on color, but be, but based on need. And I, I think the philosophy run, we talked about this earlier as well, is that mm-hmm. uh, since, since uh, President Obama uh, exited uh, the presidency, to me now, the Democratic Party has yet to give a platform that would be enticing enough for people to go out in mass numbers to vote on. If, if it's out there, show it to me, and I'll be, I'll be willing to look at it. But I look at it not just on a, a, a casual basis. I look at it on a daily basis because this is what my job is designed to do. So th- there's nothing lucrative that's out there other than, okay, well, you're going to support Biden because you don't want Trump. Well, it shouldn't be that way. It, it should be an agenda set for Absolutely. by uh, those of us that are out there uh, on Blog Talk USA, uh, out there protesting, uh, contesting, or whatever you want to call it, you, you just can't say, well, I'm going to vote for the lesser two evils. Well, if you're going to vote for the lesser two evils, he should be giving you something back because you're giving him something that's one of the most valuable things that you can have, which is the right to cast your vote for 
or against that person. Simp, I don't know how you feel about that, Ron. I don't know how you feel about it. Again, we're, we're expressing views that may be solely of that individual person, but I'll, I'll tell you this. If someone else can give me a platform as to what the uh, the party is offering, not figurehead, not figure speech, and not uh, words without actions. I'm talking about something that we can look forward and say four years down the road, well, this person attempted to do this with Congress because you'll see them talk about police brutality, Ron. But when it comes to yeah, passing, you will. Up- I agree with you, Glass. And I was, I was, I mean, I was digesting everything that you just said. And, and, and here's the thought that came to my mind: they was killing blacks before before this time. They was killing blacks in the beginning when when Trump when Trump first went in office. So now, all of a sudden, you all of a sudden, as a Democrat, you just realize that you you better say something about it because you know if you want the black vote, you want to jump on board right now. How many other? I want. I just want to know how many other people did he go to, or how many other people that got killed before George Floyd did he stand up and go to their funeral? How many people? And that's a question anybody can answer. But because you're running for president and you want something from us, now you want to stand up and say, oh, 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 I'm going to support Black Lives Matter. I'm going to support this. When I get in office, how many times have we heard that? When I get in office, what, what, what did you do before you got? What did you do before you wanted our vote? And, and Ron, and, and trust me, I'm a, yeah, that's the track record that people need to be aware. No, I was just going to uh, interject and say that's the track record that you were talking about earlier. What What is it that a person was doing before they started to run for office? Absolutely, because you act like wasn't nobody else out there running. And we talk about uh, we talk about all the rest of the candidates. The other candidates was out there running. They was fighting a good fight. They, they was begging you to come in and run for run for the election because they figured that you would be the best chance. But but Glass, I'm gonna go back to something that we said earlier, and I, and I know it. This ain't this ain't entertainment to most people, but you know, <laughs> they asked you to run, and you you kept on saying, "No, I'm not gonna run. I'm not gonna get in the race. I'm not gonna do this." But we had viable candidates that were running and could have made a difference. In America, when I say America, I want to know what trickles down to me. You understand what I'm saying? Most people don't understand that. See, the candidates that we have running now, it's going to be politics as normal. They're going to go back to normal. They're going to do stuff above board and under the table, but you're not going to hear about it. Right. So I'm more scared. I'm more scared of going back to normal politics than I am. Scared of anything else. If we're going back to normal politics with, with Biden, what are we getting out of it? You're hmm. still asking yourself, what am I getting out of it? Is, am I getting a vice president? Are you going to at least get one of these qualified vice presidents to come in and, 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 and at least run or say something or do something within your cabinet? You're asking for the black vote, so what are you going to give in return? Glass, mm-hmm. I, 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 Simp, if you want to come in, Glass, I want you to come in because we got a caller that's already raised their hands, and you know we allow people to talk over here. So, oh yeah, I'm, I'm gonna let I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, 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 you know let Simp come in because I, I've already made a statement. Uh, Simp, if you want to come in, go ahead and come in. Uh, I was good. I mean, I, I, this okay. is a good topic. I, I like it, and uh, I see, I see what's uh, what's going on. It's just like 
everywhere else. You have to see what these politicians bring to the table. Uh, and we can't forget what's going on. We can't lay down on what's going on around the world, just like what happened in Somerville. We have to just keep pushing to make sure everything gets taken care of because mm-hmm. right now they want us to do like we used to do, just lay down and say, hey, mm-hmm. we're good. We're just going to, what they say, we're just going to uh, quiet these boys down, quiet them down. Give him something quieting down and then keep going and then we're back to square one again. What does it take to treat us and make us a part of America? Right. Uh, and and I'm absolutely. Trying to see. I don't know. Uh, let me let me let me just, let me just say one thing. Call us call us zero three three one four. I'm gonna bring you in as soon as as soon as I get through saying this. And if none of the rest of them have anything else to say, I'm gonna bring you in. So please hold on. Yeah, Ron, You're coming up no, next. Let, let, Let's see because I think he I think he was trying to finish uh, something with a valid point. Go yeah, ahead, I want, I, yeah, I was saying I, I just hope it don't come down to violence, which I'm thinking it's going to have to come down to. Let, let me explain something to you. Everybody that talks to white people drew blood. Uh, the Indians drew blood. The Mexicans drew blood. Iran drew blood. Iran drew blood. The only people that ain't drew blood yet is us. And I think if we draw blood, then they'll they're going to recognize us. I hate to say it like that. The only way to to make us recognize this is our blood, and uh, it's the point. It's, I mean, I'm not just talking; it's, it's facts out there. You have to draw blood with whites for them to understand you. You talking about making the KKK? Uh, I'm not the KKK. Black Lives Matter, a terrorist group. And you're gonna tell me the KKK matter a terrorist group? Come on, man. We know what we're dealing with, and the only way to deal with deal with them, you got to fight fire for fire, and I hate to say it like that, but I see it coming right now. Thought it was going to happen Saturday night, but he didn't have the crowd he thought he was going to have. But uh, right now, black people are locked and loaded. They're not playing no games. Uh, mm-hmm. Everybody I talk to at work or where I'm at, they're locked and loaded. They're not, they're not going to play it. So this ain't the little guys back in the, in the days as 80 and 90 years old that's saying, uh, oh, okay, yes, sir, master. We, we good, master. No, ain't no master. Uh, these guys not. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to be the master. They're going to tell them what to do. These boys ain't got no little smile. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, hey Ron. Chef, before, uh, yeah, man. Yeah, I no, just, what, what I, I was I know. Go ahead. Go ahead, Glass. I'm, I'm sorry. I yield. Yeah. yeah, no, what I was going to say was if I had the opportunity to sit down with Joe Biden, here, here's what I would tell him specifically what I would like to see. I wouldn't care if you put the vice president in and they were purple because that vice president is not what I'm looking for. Okay. What, what I'm looking for when I walk away from the table is what did I walk away with? Okay. I want policies, like I said, enacted, fought for, that's going to benefit those uh, of like minds, those who are struggling, like we talked about the socialist agenda uh, this morning, that trickles down from the top to the bottom, Ron. When you look at Democrat or Republican, it trickles down to those that's in that culture, those that's in that club, uh, those that's in that membership. What we're wanting is for something to trickle down that will help everybody. So Biden, regardless as to who you appoint, don't think that because you've already indicated that, you, number one, you're going to appoint a woman, and now uh, it's basically a woman of color. That has no marriage meet. I wouldn't want to walk away from the table with just that, because at the end of the day, run, we go back to normal. And if we go back to normal, we're going to still be doing the same thing that we were doing pre-protesting, pre-2020. We're going to be doing the same thing. 
We don't need to go back to normal. We we need to go back to something that's beyond normal. I'll yeah, to tie up you and Sims. Yeah, to to um tie what you just got through saying, Glass, and I didn't mean to cut you off. But these young people are not standing for the situation that we stood for. These young people, if Biden goes in the office and he does the same thing that's going on or in the past, these protests are not over. These youngsters are getting out there saying, oh, no, we ain't ready for this. I hope I hope the Democratic Party is ready for it because these youngsters are standing up. And before I say anything else, let me bring in 0134. If you have an opinion, please come in right now. Hello. Last four, I call zero one. Yes, sir, we're yes. here. Yes, sir, this is Bro Welcome Mike. To... How are you? I'm good, Mike. Welcome to Block Talk USA. How can I help you? Yes, sir. You know, the question is, you know, if uh, in 2020 if we got race racism eliminated from USA, it's then it's going to be uh, good for everybody. But I, if we just go home again and stay home again, and which are going to force us again because of a high rise on COVID uh, 2.0 or COVID-19. And so therefore, uh, basically everything will be uh, as uh, business as usual. So we have a little bit of time left before they, uh, you know, right now in China, second wave of coronavirus arrived. So what they're doing, they're rounding up people in China again, right now. Although they have uh, kind of a smell of war coming with India uh, as well. But uh, right now they're rounding up and again they're putting a full kind of martial law back to China. And a saying is in Brazil. Brazil is another example of it. Uh, with 1 million COVID virus, uh, 1.10 today. Uh, cases, uh, million, 1.1 million of cases in Brazil. And with over 60,000 people died as a result. So they put a full martial law. And checkpoints, checkpoints, checkpoints. So people only allowed to come out once a week or twice a week in some area to get the food or whatever they want, if they can find it, and then go back to their home. And and so right now we don't have time. Time is against everybody right now in the world. So for example, right now, I mean, I we know that global is response to the to the George Floyd uh, martyr and uh, Mr. Uh, Brooks, which is, I think, today or yesterday was uh, 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 his funeral uh, as well, and uh, also other ones as well, too. So global, they say, yes, we want to eradicate racism globally as well, too. So, so but we don't have a time, my friend. And we are going to go for the second total lockdown. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, I agree with you, Mike. I, I know that, that the, the coronavirus is part of the problem that's out there right now as we 
as we go through this voting process. And I think that it's going to play, play a big, major role in, in the voting process, which is out there. And I know that all the other countries are starting to lock down again, and I understand that that's going on also. But, Mike, you know, in America, we, 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 we've we been had a problem for a long time, and we the the – the way America has been voting and the way that we vote as citizens in America, you know, I, I, I get tired of politics as usual, and I'm, I'm trying to just kind of stay within politics tonight because I, I, I know that we have so many other problems that we can discuss, and I would, I would love to get into a world topic, a world conversation about the virus, but I, I want to kind of stay on point tonight because me and Glass had a, a, a discussion today, and I think Simp feels our exact sentiments, and so I want to kind of stay kind of within the, uh, the frame of voting tonight, and, and I promise you, we will we will get more on a, yeah. on a virus story, just, you know, we'll do it next week, or something like that if nothing else comes up, so I appreciate your call, and thank you for but your input each and every time. You sure can. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, yeah, regarding Joe Biden, Joe Biden right now, we know one of the senators, uh, she, she dropped. Uh, and uh, so there are uh, possibilities of, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, African-American will become uh, chances of, uh, you know, um, to become vice president is high. But Joe Biden himself, is a very questionable too himself because he seems he doesn't remember things. I don't know even if he can make a debate with Donald Trump. You know, Donald Trump is mm. going to tear him apart. You know, mm. and, and and then he yeah. is going to say, "Oh, we okay, haven't got that deep yet, Mike. <laughs> we haven't got that deep yet." But but you, you make some good valid points. We, we talk about that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, the truth, hey, 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 Mike, before you go in your, Mike, before you go in your father, I, I want to tell 33333, your last four is 33333. We're coming right to you after Mike finishes up. But, uh, Mike, you make some good, valid points. Yes, sir. And, and so, so the best solution, I think, would be they chose, she, he chose, Michelle Obama as the vice president, just in case if uh, a sleepy Joe or, you know, Joe cannot really uh, eat uh, up, which I don't think so he can. But if he is able to eat the Trump, uh, not, uh, or, or his, for his medical reason or something, he, they say he's not eligible uh, to be anymore uh, for president, then... Mike, I think by the Constitution, he can be VP, but he can't be, ever be president again. But he can be, be VP. And if something should happen to Biden while he's, while he's president, he can finish out his term, but he can never run or be the president again. I remember that. No, no, that was the topic Michelle when, Obama, when we say. first. Right. Oh, yeah. I, I know Michelle Obama. Obama. Yeah, Michelle, Michelle Obama will be vice president, and then she will choose another uh, one for a vice president. Easy. Easy task. Yeah, I, I think. I agree with you. I think that would be my, my best solution for him, 
you know, to do it because at least Michelle Obama is recognizable. I mean, she knows how to speak. She knows how to really debate good. And, uh, you know, just in case, you know, if something, they then she can choose another one as the vice president. She will be the president. How is that? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's a great idea, Mike. I always supported Michelle Obama as the president. The only thing, the only problem with that is that she don't want to be president. <laughs> that's the only thing. Well, she hasn't indicated in any kind of way that she ever wanted to be president. I think she had enough being the first lady. So, Mike, if you give me a minute, what I'm going to try to do is move to 333 because their numbers, they, they've been up for a while. And I'll bring, I'll bring you back up. If you put yourself on mute, too. So we could continue the conversation. I appreciate it. That way I don't have to. Thank you. Sure, sure, sure. Just want to give me one second. I'm going to put myself in. 333. Call it 333. Last, last four. 333. Hey, how you doing tonight? Um, you know, I like your discussion on the presidency. All right. I like your discussion on presidency, but one of the biggest problems we got going right now is the police union, the police brotherhood, and blue code. Mm. And both the Democrats and Republicans are behind it. And it doesn't really matter. I mean, Biden was tough on it. The war on drugs is terrible. It needs to go bye-bye. You won't hear the Democrats and Republicans talking about that. You won't hear about the mass incarcerations of black and brown people because of the, these laws. And it's ridiculous. We need to get rid of the war on drugs and police code because, you know, if you got them backing each other, which is going to happen, you're going to find out that most of these things that are happening where these guys should be going to jail aren't going to go to jail. And it's a shame. And that's what really, you know, and I hope the protesting keeps going on because it needs to. Because if we don't get rid of the blue code, it's going to keep going on and on and on. When you say blue code, you mean the police? When you when you were talking about the yeah, union, well, the police have their own code of protecting each other, and also you, if you go into police unions and if you go into the Brotherhood of the Police and how they back each other and the laws and the power they have, it's it's almost like you have the military industrial complex that Eisenhower wore about. Now we have a police military industrial complex. That's really I, I agree with you Especially too. I agree with years. you to the point. Yeah, I agree with you to the point. But one of the things I, I will tell you is this: not all police are are bad. Not all police are out no, to the kill I understand people. that. Not all police, and we have to take that into account when we talk about police, because a lot of times people put out a blanket statement about police, and they don't they don't they don't know that the police that taps those other guys on the shoulders and kind of helps them correct their actions is is also a part of the police. So I don't I don't necessarily agree that all police are bad. I want to say that some I didn't police say all police are were bad. bad. Yeah, okay. no, I, I just want to clarify. What I think he's saying is, is that if you got ten people that's out there that's wearing the blue, and two or three of them are doing wrong, then those other seven won't say nothing. They're going to protect those other three, exactly. even though that they know exactly. that they're wrong. My point is, it's just like he's yeah. saying: right is right, wrong is wrong. Doesn't matter who's doing. So when people say that uh, there's a bad apple, they're not saying that every every apple that's in the bucket is bad. And we need to stop 
uh, uh, you know, uh, walking around when we say something. If people don't understand that uh, when you say uh, police, you're not saying every police. Hell, I got some of the, some of my best friends are police. But but damn, if, if one is bad, then those other one, those should be, they should be talking, uh, you know, against that. They shouldn't be supporting that. Miss Run, if you do something wrong. I'm not going to support you. If I do something wrong, you shouldn't support me. We shouldn't have no code of support if something's wrong. Yeah. I think that's Absolutely. what he's saying. And that's, that's a big not... thing that's going on today. If we don't stop that, it's not going to get corrected. <laughs> Absolutely. I agree with you. Thank you for the cleanup glass. See, that's why it's yeah. me sipping glass yeah, I, I, out here. Because if, if I lose the point, they, they, they will pick it up real quick. And that's the difference <laughs> probably between any yeah. other radio show. So. Yeah, we're, we're looking at about 8.06 hey. p.m. Central Standard Time. You listen to Blog Talk USA on Blog Talk Radio. Go ahead, Ron. Hey, caller number 333, I'm going to ask you to put yourself on mute, and if you want to come back in, let me know. Um, we got right. caller number 1492. The last four is 1492. I should move and open up the line. So if you want to come in, 1492, I think your line is open right now. Hello? Yes, Hello, ma'am. Come on in. Okay, this is Michelle Jerkins over in Bryan, Texas. And and listening yes, to ma'am. the conversation, even about trying to uh, get back on track as far as politics, America, whatever the case may be, we are so foregone. And it does have a lot to do with just upholding things that are just, that are right. We need to follow the Constitution. We need to follow the, the laws of the government, of the city. Every Everyone in high positions needs to be held accountable for being in the positions that they are in when they are not doing the things that are right. We can no longer just agree and move on. We can no longer just stand back and yay or nay based on what everyone else is doing. There ha- there comes a time, and the time is now, where the barriers are being broken to where even in my life, I don't care who agrees with me or who disagrees with me as long as my heart is telling me this is something that is right. You know, we have to take that stand. And sometimes a lot of people, especially in those uh, politics, Politics and those high positions don't take those positions or take that stand against things that are wrong. It's because they fear what everyone else may say. Well, God, if you're put in a place of authority, God also wants you to be able to be accountable and trustworthy enough to do what he has sent you to do. Absolutely. I I agree with you 100%. No, I agree with you 100%. And, And Please, please, I, I know before you get off the air, I, I want you to kind of brief us on what happened last week and what happened in Somerville so we can we can also cover that at the same time when we have our, our topic of discussion because I think it's all relative to what's going on in the world today. Hey, can okay. I say something? Mike, Mike, give, give sure, it just Mike. a minute sure, and then you finish up and I'll come back to you. Okay, sure, sure. Michelle, Are y'all waiting, waiting on me? Yes, I'm here. I just want you to Yeah, I just want you to kind of brief us on what happened in Somerville and what happened before because I, I think that's relative to where we at right now also. I want to add that in. While trying while attempting to do a protest in Somerville Addressing the police brutality, almost trying to um, 
make it comfortable for a town that is not quite ready for Black Lives Matter or to hear a whole bunch of uh, black people, white people come in and just chant that in unison together. They're just not prepared. They they are racially confined there. They are used to having and doing things their way. And then going into this town to try to just address police brutality while preparing to do so, we were surrounded, confronted by at least 20 to 25 men with their assault rifles. And there were 11 women and three three children total. And even going forward at this point, at this very point, it has been a very hectic situation for Somerville. They don't they they don't handle stresses or things in a professional manner. So you'll have the chief that's going to talk about the city administrator, and the city administrator is going to knock the mayor. So it's a whole lot of chaos there. But as for myself, I know what happened to me, and I'm just addressing the fact that you brandished weapons and you incited, attempted to incite a riot, and you made me feel intimidated. Now, all that other stuff that they have going on politically, that's for them. You know, you can't get me sidetracked with all of y'all personal issues concerning each other, but y'all are all up in a higher power, and that explains why your town acted the way they did. The citizens were able to brandish weapons because they already know there's such a conflict in the the local government that they feel like they can do whatever they want to do as well. That's the problem. You have to have yeah. some part of communities that, you, that are – are set an example for the people under them. There is no way citizens are to be able to take up arms and parade the streets and do whatever they want to do. But if the if the administrators and the people above them were in line, there is no way the citizens would feel comfortable doing what they do. Absolutely, hey, Ron, Absolutely, Michelle. Hey, Ron, you, go you ahead, got Aaron Hopkins out there. You, you got Aaron Hopkins out there that's trying to chime in as well. What, Aaron? What are you on Skype or something, Aaron? Cause yes, he's on Skype. I'm trying to get to yes, my. Yes, he's on Skype. Skype stuff. Yeah, I'm trying to get to the Skype stuff, so I, I just have okay, to. I'm gonna put everybody. Glass, go ahead and have, take over, and, and I'm gonna try to figure this out real quick. Yeah, we're looking at about eight twelve p.m. Central Standard Time. You listen to Blog Talk USA on Blog Talk Radio tonight. We're talking about uh, voting. Uh, with rehashing uh, incident that happened over in Somerville, Texas, uh, this time last week. Uh, we just had an update from uh, one of the sponsors, co-sponsors of the uh, actual uh, protest that uh, they were trying to do peacefully. Uh, they were met with uh, some other protesters who were basically trying to incite by carrying assault uh, weapons or whatever case may be. Uh, and that's the reason why uh, people are steady trying to make sure that uh, people's rights are upheld. People have the opportunity to do the things that they need to do as well as be able to uh, walk through this earth and not feel intimidated just because of uh, a skin color. Again, uh, if you're out there and you want to chime in, you can press 1, and uh, we'll see your hand being raised, and we'll bring you in. We'll identify you by the last four digits of your telephone number. Uh, Ron, uh, I know Aaron Hopkins is trying to get in from Dallas, Texas, uh, do we have his line open yet? 
I've, I've been trying glass. I'm, I'm, I'm actually Googling it in the background. So just okay. if I don't come back uh, here, that means I'm still working out there. Okay. Share with simple. Uh, we, we know that uh, people are, are going around. Let's, let's switch over to coronavirus for a second. Uh, we know that people are going out uh, having trail rides and uh, all types of uh, large engagements that are increasing uh, numbers. I saw somewhere uh, in Texas that uh, they had uh, basically the, one of the largest uh, numbers uh, released in one day. Uh, I saw uh, Bob Johnson saying somewhere that uh, he would like to see Black Lives Matter uh, turn themselves into uh, some type of uh, political uh, you know, party, uh, whatever the case may be, based on a uh, mass number. So but we've got a lot of things going on uh, throughout the 50 states and, and abroad. Uh, Sherwin, how do you feel about uh, the trail riding going on uh, relative to actually uh, having the potential to increase the numbers uh, relative to COVID? And if those numbers increase, uh, should your governor go to uh, mandated things? Uh, ha- have you got any input on that, Sherwin? Yeah, like this, Baron. Uh, I'm not going to a trail ride. I, I, I passed on it. Uh, and, uh, you know, our church, we do it outside. So that's why I go mm-hmm. to church. And at work, we have social distancing. But the only thing about it, every, nobody believes it because of what he said. Everybody believes Trump. So what's going on? Why everything going up in the spike? Uh, now, you're watching now. It's leaving the black community. is going into the whites, too, now. So mm-hmm. that's letting you know they don't, they believe in Trump, and they're not putting these face masks on. They're going in Walmart. They're going in everywhere without being covered up. And guess what's happening? They don't want catching it now. Mm-hmm. You have to believe that this disease, this virus is real. This virus is serious, and nobody want to take you to it. Do they have a cure to it? I don't know. I don't know. Just like AIDS is yeah, out for the black. We don't know if this I, is for the black. That's another subject, right. another day. But I tell you one thing, it's real. They better wake up. They thought it was over. This doctor said it was a second wave, and that second wave is here. And he's been told that Trump, um, he's saying that the quit uh, testing people and the numbers go down. What they got to do with this, uh, killing, killing the virus? We had the dumbest mm-hmm. president in the history of the United States in office at a bad time. While well, we're going through a depression, we're going through a virus, we're going through a racial uh, problem. And we got the dumbest president that can't fix it right now. So mm-hmm. we're in trouble. We're in trouble all the way around. And I tell you, the yeah, only way to fix this virus is do, to shut it down. One more time, you're going to have to. Shut it down, and everybody's going to have to do this. So shut the beaches down, the clubs, trail rocks, and everything. going to have to be shut down until this virus so, passes. So, Sim, do, do you think that people uh, have not been or are not uh, making the necessary sacrifice uh, as a human being to try uh, to curb this thing? Because if you ask me, in some areas, uh, it appears that uh, the rapid uh, fire that's going, it's like it's out of control. And if you get uh, younger folk that's out there that's, you know, steady moving around, uh, you know, going from point A to point B and then arriving at point C, then everybody at point C is being affected because of what happened at point A and point B. So do you feel like people are making the necessary sacrifices, people are being selfish, or what's your estimation on it? I think they're being selfish. Nobody wants to stay at home. They, they was at home for three or four weeks. They got hands in their pants and they had to get out, and look what happened. Uh, we weren't ready to open up the country. And, and, you know, we're not listening to the doctors. The doctor's telling us mm-hmm. to not open up the country. But this little orange man 
this orange man keeps saying, opening up the country, open up the country. And then, oh, here goes little Paula. Oh, they remember that little cartoon. Which way did he go? Which way did he go? And every mm-hmm. time he says something, they behind him 24-7. Anything he say, and guess what happened? We're back at square one. We okay. can't go back I know again. Ron is back. Because I'm telling you now, if we go back again, Brian, everybody, it's going to be some broke brothers. It's going to be some broke brothers. It's going to have a... Uh, uh, an effect that uh, people have not seen before because, see, we, we haven't recovered from the first uh, go around. But, Ron, I know you're back. Uh, do you have Aaron Hopkins lying over Yeah. I think, I, I think I have Aaron's out. Aaron, Aaron, if you could talk, just say something so we'll know that you're out there because they have this all set up a different way. I think I, I sent you a message on Skype. And so if you can talk, come on in. Um, I don't know if Skype gives you a number or anything, but I can see you out there on, on the chat line. So. I've been trying to let me let me just do this glass. I'm I'm gonna go down the line, Aaron. Aaron, so if I open up your line, just come on, come on in, because it might just be a, a different telephone number that they give you. I'm gonna open up the lines. Okay, while well, Ron, while so you open up the lines, we got we got 250 lines that's out there. So if you want to call in, all you gotta do is press one. Can I say something? So Aaron, Aaron, so if you're out there, would you would you just say something real quick? Aaron? Okay, we got too much noise. I'm going to have to close close them back down. Go ahead, Glass. I'm going I'm to yeah, have to go uh, back and Google some more, man. Yeah, Ron, I think uh, – uh, come on in, Mike. Give us give... – Hello? Mike? Yeah, Mike, yes, we can yes, hear you. Yes, oh, I know okay, what I mean. I'm me? sorry, Glass. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry, come Glass. On in, Mike. Yes, can you hear me? Yeah, yes. we can hear you loud and clear, Mike. Okay, okay, good, good, great. Two things I want to say. I think that uh, uh, lady uh, called, I think, from Texas uh, area, and you know, we, ha- you know, as you mentioned, it, police, army, navy, all are our brothers and sisters, and yes, we have some bad apples as uh, usual. But we cannot, generally speaking, say all of them are bad. And uh, we need them in our side, actually. If we be nice to them, if we be, you know, uh, like uh, we have seen that National Guard, for example, dancing with with Black Lives Matter uh, uh, in Macarena. So you see how it was feeling. It's feeling that they are part of us, we are part of them. So if we can use that tactics more, I think it would be more beneficial on the long run uh, than, uh, you know, to be against them. And number two, uh, regarding the coronavirus, we'll little bit touch and the uh, other just uh, run, I think they also talk to. Uh, you know, if you go to uh, YouTube, and uh, type exactly what I'm say, telling to you. It's called Global Reset into Lock Dash Down for All. And it's from Israeli News Live. And it's about two hours uh, interview with uh, a, a special uh, person that uh, it says what is coming for all of us. You see, it's true what she was saying that even if you're traveling, 
There is nowhere even you can go to a restaurant anywhere. So she was saying that you have to buy your own special, uh, you know, carry-on party. <laughs> so, you know, so in case, you know, so you have to do it. So, uh, so there is no restroom available. Right now we are on medical martial law, right now. I mean, if, God forbid, uh, any of us, uh, you know, sick around the globe, same things is apply. Nobody else can go and be next to you in your bed anymore because they say, oh, you may catch it, blah, blah, blah. But uh, it's now, once you check into any hospital in around the globe, you are property of them. Nobody can basically come and even ask for uh, correct interventions or something like that. They can do anything to that patient. Uh, basically. So we are on that medical martial law already in uh, four, five, four months right now uh, in the world. Uh, so if you please, I ask you all listeners, go to YouTube, do global reset into lock dash down for all, and it should come Israeli news live. Uh, there is a lady, there are two ladies. They are talking uh, together, and she's a scientist. And uh, also, there is a, some websites people can go to uh, get over there too as well. So that's what uh, I wanted to share with you guys. Go ahead, please. Right. Hey, hey Ron. Uh, Aaron is uh, BT BT listener P zero one zero. Are you seeing that out there? Identifying a caller. No, I'm, I'm trust me, guys. I'm working hard as I can to try to figure this out. Okay, I'm reading this uh, uh, okay. so yeah, I lost my studio trying listen. to get there. Yeah, yeah I can hear. I can hear, him, I can hear him out there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, I'm Aaron, trying to get Aaron, him up. If you can, yeah, if you can, Aaron, uh, if if you can just go it on directly, call in. I know you may have been in a situation uh, where you can't, but if you can, by any chance, even if it's just for thirty seconds or a minute, or, uh, or, we'd or love just, to have. Or just call. Glass, so have them call one of our lines, and we can merge them in. Yeah, just just call just one for, of the uh, two hundred fifty lines. Us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, and and that way we can uh, we can engage you in uh, the conversation. Run. Do we have any other callers that's out there who have pressed one that would like to be uh, part of the conversation? And, yeah, Glass. And let, I'm let trying to get back. Yeah, let me let me clarify this. Bro. Go ahead. Uh, because because you are in another state. I'm in another state, and none of us are seeing each other. There may be a, a little delay. There may be a little interruption because we have to get from one place to the other before everything is received. Uh, but trust me, we're trying to do this as professional as possible. We're trying to give everybody an opportunity to chime in. Sometimes we may have to cut in on you a little bit because we're trying to allow everybody that's out there who want to be a part of the conversation to be a part of the conversation. So please charge it to our uh, head and not our heart. We're trying to do our best to let everybody be a part of Blog Talk USA. Uh, Run, I'll yield back to you. And uh, if Aaron is out there, we can bring him in. If not, uh, let's go ahead and give another call. And I'll wait for him to message me uh, to let me know what avenue he's going to use to try to come in. Go ahead, Run. That's fine. I'll tell you this. I've been listening on the conversation, and I think that everything that we, we talked about is relevant tonight. I think that we have to continue to to 
continue to march down this path. I think that one of the things that Michelle brought up is so important because local elections are just as important as, as the major elections. Who you put in those offices represents you. And if you don't have any representation in local elections, you will always run into that problem where you have somebody or families within the, within small small town America that's running that particular running that particular town and they don't want it to change. You know, when you're at the top of your food chain in, in your small town America, you don't want that to change. You 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 ain't up for hearing hearing about change, and it's almost the same thing that's going on across America now. People are not ready for change. They they so so accustomed to this is the way we do it. We always did it like this. We're we've been in charge for this amount of time. Well, I'm I'm sorry to tell you that the youngsters across America are not are not taking that. And even though people have been voting over and over, voting for certain parties, going behind certain things, and, and agreeing to do do different stuff over the years. I mean, we you almost have to bend over backwards to to vote to vote these days because you you're asking for somebody to represent you that don't even have your your your, your thought process in, in place that that never that has never been where you've been. They don't even understand it when they hear. They, they, they get confused. They, they do more stuttering than I am right now because mm. they, they never have been there. I was looking at a video today, and, and and I have to bring this up because it's getting to a point where nobody gets any respect. It was a, a young lady, Hispanic lady, police officers, three police officers, basically had this lady. She was standing there, and the lady was saying, I, I – I guess you were saying I, I I wasn't driving, I wasn't driving, and the officers kept on persisting. It got to a point where this lady was almost nude out there. Her her personal, her breast was showing, and no no lady officers out there. They put the lady on the ground in a pool of blood that was as big as the one that that um, George um, Floyd was had on the ground, on the concrete. Three grown men. One woman. So you tell me, we have to change something. And if they keep on doing what they're doing, Glass, I said it earlier, and I'm going to say it one more time so people can understand, it doesn't matter who you put in that office, young people are not taking it anymore. They're not laying down. They're not running away from the facts. They're saying that you're going to change on my watch. You're not going to be that same person that you was – 50 years ago, you're going to change. Yeah. If I vote for you, if I put you in office, if I do anything to help you get in office, I expect you to change what's out there. Yeah. And the only way won't you bring about change is that, yeah, if the only way that you bring about change is you got, you can't just get the vote. You have to do something in return, as Glass was saying earlier. So I'm sorry if you're disappointed, but they might, and Glass, I'm going to say this again, because if he keeps on talking and running his mouth, I'm gonna be the first one to say, you know what, you you probably lost me there. And yep. and I hate to uh, say it on the air, but <laughs> if he keeps talking, that's what it's going to amount to because he's gonna make a blunder. At some point, we gotta say, you know what, <laughs> just sit him down. He'll be all right. Just let the old man sit down and and and, and walk him through the election. Let him keep doing commercials. Don't don't put him in a position where he has to face off with anybody because he's gonna say something to piss off his his the people that are voting for him. Come on, Glass. 
No, I'll I'll agree with you 100%, Ron. Uh, uh, You know, I I think we, you know, can go, uh, you know, on and on and on. But, you know, what what bothers me, Ron, is uh, we talked earlier. You know, we we have everybody that want to be a keyboard warrior. Everybody want to say that this need to be done, that need to be done. But when we offer share posts, bring people the opportunity to be able to discuss, uh, everything goes silent. You know, and, and my thing is, if 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 we got callers that are out there, and, and they they would like to engage uh, again, uh, all you got to do is press one. Uh, I know I'll yield. I know Ron will yield, and it's obvious that Simp will yield. So we're looking for other individuals to become a part uh, of this platform because we've been doing it for about six or seven years, and uh, it's, it's nothing new to us. So I w- you know, Ron, I would like to hear. You know, from other people, because uh, I think it's very important. Yeah. I, I wish you get it to where those young, the younger I'm, generation I'm, I'm, that I talk I'm glad you made that, that announcement. Here yeah. he comes. Here he comes right now. I got the one for you. Okay. What's going on, Jim? You don't even need an announcement. Just come on in, man. You don't, need, come on you in. don't even need an announcement. Come on in. Come hey. on in, Brandon. How y'all doing? Doing fine. Doing fine. Good. Talk good. to us, Brandon. <clears throat> I just I couldn't disagree more with the gentleman talking about we need to shoo shoo ha ha and dance with the same people who've been killing us for two or three hundred years. Um, I think it's now where we need to withdraw the high level of respect and regard we had until it returns um, reciprocally to us. So what I'm saying is this. I'm so sick of seeing these videos of law enforcement um, beating up people or mishandling um, brutality and all that. And at the same time, somebody's holding the camera saying, sir, please, sir, please, ma'am. Stop calling these folks sir and ma'am. Call them by their name, officer or sergeant, if you know what the stripes mean. Call their name out in the video. I I, I saw a video the other day where a woman was in um, Minnesota, and she saw one of the officers that uh, was part of killing George Floyd in the grocery store, and she made it very uncomfortable for him in that grocery store. And I completely agree. I still don't understand how George Zimmerman is still walking the streets of Florida and all over the place selling guns and all this other stuff, and you got all these so-called gangbangers, Crips and Bloods, they'll kill one another over a block that they don't own, but yet you got these people who've been killing us for no apparent reason, roaming free, and nobody is checking them. Nobody is questioning how they're still hmm. out after they've killed or maimed or hurt somebody. So that's my point on that. To the point of COVID, I don't think people quite grasp it, and maybe it's a good thing that more people, these astronomical numbers of people who are getting it are getting it, because I guarantee you, speaking from lived experience, once you've gotten it, you don't want it again, okay? And so Mm. when you realize what it does to you, and it's not just the common flu, and it's not a cold, and it lasts much longer the, the, the residual effects of it after you've so-called recovered, I'm still having residual effects from when I got it two months ago. So 
it, if you don't want to hear the doctors, like y'all mentioned, if you don't want to listen to the experts, if you don't want to just have common sense, okay, you run your ass out there, you keep making yourself available, it's going to jump on you, and when that corona get on you, you'll wake up and you'll realize, okay, maybe I was wrong about it. And hopefully, I pray that you have a chance to recover because um, it's saying, what is it, about five, and I think the number is growing to like 6% of the people are dying. And it's much higher for those of color, especially black folks. So if we don't want to heed to, you know, a lesson, then we're just going to have to have the experience. I agree with that. Ron, uh, before, before we address uh, uh, what Brandon just said, Aaron Hopkins is out there, so uh, he's ready. Hey, hey Brandon, uh, I, I like the fact that uh, you – well, I don't like the fact that you had it, but uh, I like the fact that you're able to come on. I've had five people that I know personally, my friends, who have had it. Matter of fact, one of them who is in second quarantine as of tears of last week, his daughter was a doctor or is a doctor. She gave it to him. She gave it to his wife. She gave it to her husband and she gave it to her, her younger sibling. He's back in quarantine again. One of the best lawyers it is in the state of Louisiana. So it, I, for the life of it, Brenda, uh, I cannot understand uh, if a person, uh, you got to listen to somebody else to tell you that, to not pour uh, gas on a match. We don't need somebody to tell us to wear a mask. We know we should wear a mask, but yet and still, like you said, people will go around and kill everybody else that look like themselves rather than joining United to try to move the ball forward. Uh, again, uh, you know, Ron, I said it today and I'll say it now. We got issues within the community ourselves that we need to be addressing along with the addressing issues outside of the community. We're not immune to fault, which we to a certain degree. Bring Absolutely. Aaron Hopkins. Hey, hey, glad. Yeah, I'm going to bring Aaron in. Hey, Brandon, before we bring in Aaron, just just tell him about your show real quick. And then, Aaron, you just come in right behind Brandon. We don't, we don't even have to announce you. Just come in right behind Brandon. Just a gumbo talk right. show right here on this same channel, same number, every Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. We're a various, various talk show where we cover all kinds of topics. And right now, I'm just trying to cover a little light and love in regards to the type of uh, um, environment we're living in now, trying to bring people um, forward. And the topic for this Thursday in a couple days is um, protests aren't peaceful. And so I hope you get in on that because we're going (laughs) to unveil what protests are for and how they're done. And it's, you know, kind of an oxymoron to say peaceful protest in the first place. Yes, sir. Yes. Come on, Aaron. Can you hear me, first of all? Let me make sure my mic yeah. is working. Yeah, we got you. Loud and Thank clear, Aaron. Loud and clear. We got you. Okay, good deal. Um, first, I apologize for uh, I was having some technical difficulties on my end. But um, I, I have been able to listen, and there's really nothing that you all haven't said uh, that I uh, or have said that I disagree with. Um, one thing uh, I caught the tail end of what Brandon was saying related to COVID-19, and I wanna I wanna say a little bit about that and our attitude and our lack of uh, taking it serious, as I as I kind of heard the brother mention. 
I think there's a there's a couple of problems with the reasons why we're not taking it serious. One, uh, and we all will agree with this, the the boatload of misinformation available via social media, YouTube, uh, even even some of the regular newscasts have have not given us the, what I would say usable information to where we can really uh, prepare as opposed to what we always say in terms of reacting. Because this this is something that if you react too late, you probably will not live through it. Um, mm. and, and I think one of the biggest scares for me personally was what happened to D.L. Ugly this past weekend collapsing on stage. Um, that I'm, I'm not going to say it was a wake-up call for me, but I think that got a different kind of attention. Um, because if you... If, if you know anything about D.L. Ugly, he has, uh, on his show, he, he definitely talks about how serious uh, the pandemic is. And he, even to the to the effect that he agrees with most of us that the country was opened up, opened back up too quickly. So <clears throat> with that being said, I, I, I just, you know, our access to too much information that we don't properly process, and we we start off kind of behind the gun anyway because we our our judgment is not always the best because we're highly emotional, <laughs> you know. And 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 in a time like this, where obviously people want to get back to what they consider to be a, a state of normalcy, uh, which which that's dangerous as well. Baron, you were talking about that a while ago, and I, that's when I first started listening. We got to redefine what's normal. A lot of people aren't going to want to accept it. But in this case, the question is, do you want to live or do you want to disagree with what you think is normal? Uh-huh. And so... Live with that. Exactly. Exactly. So I just wanted to make those, you know, a couple of statements about that. But I, I want to also mention, um, Ron, the topic of tonight's discussion. Well, as I was reading it, yeah, I kind of, you know, I, I thought to myself... You, you you made you asked a question actually actually I think about two weeks ago. In terms of how far have we really come, and what what kind of progress have we really made? Um, and it seems to me that people still want to engage from a safe distance. They want to engage in a way that's comfortable. Uh, when this is a time where there is no there's really no such thing as a comfortable position to take on something as critical as what this country is going through right now. Um, I personally don't know. I wish I could say, but I personally don't know what it's going to take for the majority of of the people to, you know, at least acknowledge that it's very serious, other than um, the way we normally do on social media where people can type and say whatever they want, but not necessarily engage Mm -hmm. in a way not not to satisfy us, but to but to protect themselves. Um, I, I still think there's a, um, it, it, and it's kind of sad, but I think there's still a, a level of uh, just unawareness or, or maybe just a lack of concern. Like somebody else's, is, is somebody else's problem still? Or maybe the government's got to come up with another way to, uh, 
you know, maybe release another uh, pandemic fund or uh, assistance through uh, uh, the government, but I, I just I don't see personally, and somebody may disagree with me on this, but I don't see that the level of alertness is present. I, and, and anybody, I, I hope somebody disagrees with me because I want to hear their perspective on it. But that's just where I'm standing. That's what. Wow, I agree with you. Um, I'll tell you one of the things, and Glass, I know you want to interject. I, I saw you had hung up. I'm trying to find you again. I think I found you, and I know you. Yeah, I'm back. Something must have happened. Yeah, I, I got you now. We got a caller yeah. number. Do you want to respond to what Aaron? Aaron no, 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 was no, 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 no. Aaron, I, 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 I'd like to hear uh, uh, any response or dialogue with uh, Aaron's question because I'd be curious, not for debating purposes, but uh, like we stated uh, or we forestated that, uh, you know, we're talking, others are listening. So if there's something that uh, a person uh, want to interject on, all they got to do is press one. So, uh, Aaron, I'll join you in, uh, you know, in waiting. Yeah, we got um, yeah, 4876. We will, we will get to you in just a minute, 4876. Just hold on just a minute. Glass, go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, they've been waiting, and they yeah, had no, their hand I, I up for a while, so I know they're listening. Yeah, now, 476 is in. Oh, okay. Come on, Sam. Thank you. No, I'm fine. I just want to hear somebody else. I'm like them. I want to hear somebody else. Okay, well, so bring the call is, no, anybody want to respond to Aaron's question or his what, what he asked about or anything like that? Because I, I think he made some valid points out there. So if you want to respond, please respond. Aaron, I always appreciate you calling in. You always give us a different perspective on what's going on always. in always. the world today. Always. Yeah, and I, and I well, love I it. Think so you I, really put some, I, I, I might have to wait a week to, to respond. So <laughs> just give me a while, but I'll get back with you. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> hey, Ron. Ron. Yeah, man. Yeah. I said, I guess here. everybody agreed with him. When everybody agreed with him, can't nobody respond because he's he toxic. You know what I'm saying? Can't nobody, hey, can't nobody hey, Aaron, disagree. Yeah, Aaron. And, and, and before you go, uh, we'll 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 kind of jump over. Uh, What's well, about 8:44 p.m. Central Standard Time? You listen to Blog Talk uh, Radio, Blog Talk USA on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, th- there's a question that I had asked earlier. And uh, I, I'd like to get you to elaborate on it, but we'll, we'll finish up all this first. Ron, are you going to bring that caller in uh, in the conversation? Yeah, I, I'm. A, yeah, I'm going to do that right quick and, and let them talk. Okay. And, and just bring them in, Glass. Okay. Uh, uh, what, what's, the call, what, what's the caller? What's the caller's call last number? Is four eight seven six four eight seven six four eight seven six. Four eight seven six. Caller four eight seven six. Come in. Four eight seven six. Caller. Hello. Call the four eight seven six. Last four Hello. Days. Hello, how are you doing? Hello? Yes, ma'am. I'm doing just fine. Yes. How are y'all doing? Doing great, doing great. Yes, I wanted to talk hit on the subject with the trail ride. Uh-huh. I don't understand. How is these people saying that we need to wear our masks and safe distance. And when they see, the, I know the police was uh, riding and everything, and they see what's going on and they see it on Facebook. I don't understand. They're not making us 
I mean, you see what? a big crowd, why they don't go in and shut it down or do something? Well, uh, I, I, I just don't what, understand. Yeah, one reason is is that uh, it's not mandatory or they have not uh, enacted it to become law yet. So it, it's, it's basically a recommendation, uh, you know, from the CDC. So if they recommend it, uh, it does not mean that they have to do it. Uh, and I, I know where you're going. I think uh, you're saying that if law enforcement or somebody see that, it, w- it would seem obvious or logical that since there's an issue, there's an, a pandemic that's out there, rather than let it go on, you would try to put some measures in place to stop that. That's why I believe that uh, some people, I know some of the mayors in Texas, uh, wrote to governor and asked them, uh, ask him to give them the authority to make it mandatory so they could enforce it. So in other words, if uh, they were seen without a mask on in a, a large crowd, then they could actually be fined or, and or imprisonment, I guess, after uh, they go through the criminal court process. But I agree with you, caller. Uh, and I know in Louisiana uh, there's not supposed to be a large gathering, I believe, over – uh, I believe over 50 people are we, we're, we're, we're in phase two, but they just rescinded uh, going to phase three uh, Thursday because we're not ready. Uh, but I agree with you uh, 100%. Uh, or I don't find, know. Uh, uh, find the people that's like the, 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 they have to, I know half of them can't afford uh, land. So the people that's, that, that, that's booking it, they should be fine. I, 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 you know, I, they I just find them. Mhm. Run. Because our young kids, they just yeah, don't I, have I, no fear in their heart, and they bringing it back I'm home. And I just don't understand. That that was my question. Trust me, I, I'm, I'm gonna get somebody real, in real, right real, quick to, to to answer you real quick. And they they actually was on the on the front end of uh, sponsoring trail rides. I think they have to pay down payments on the land and stuff ahead of time and all the rest yeah. of that. And some people just don't want some people just don't want to lose their deposit. So Mike D if you out there kinda of, kinda of tell her tell her the story because you you've been through that before. Come on Mike. Yeah, how y'all doing this evening? Sorry just not hey, getting on. Uh uh still gotta be a daddy with all this going on. But to to her question you know, it's hard to find to give a fine or administer a fine to the landowner or facility owner. What needs to happen is these presidents and CEOs or whatever you want to call yourself or these trail ride organizations that's putting on these events need to use better judgment themselves. Because at the end of the day, yes. they're putting not only the crowd at risk, but you're also putting yourself and your family and everyone else. But at the same time, we're talking about grown people. You can't tell grown people what to do. But I tell you what, if Lone Star Hostels was putting it on and I was out there and it was us, we you wouldn't know, be Lone Star, how you doing, Mike? This is doing all right. This D-A-R. This D-A-R. Hey, how you doing? Um, I'm doing I fine. I right now, I wouldn't put it on because, number one, I'm not going to put myself. I have existing previous conditions that if I get COVID-19, it'll probably kill me. So, first of all, I'm not going to put myself in danger. And then if I put myself in danger, then I'm going to put my kids in danger. And, you know, I know y'all haven't seen my sons in a while, but one of them is 6'1", 265 pounds. And can't nobody handle it but me. So, why would I put them in jeopardy? We have to use common sense. At some point, we have to use common sense. 
the gentleman talked about, you know, the information, a lot of it is misinformed. The media don't help with all of it. And the biggest part of it is downright ignorance on the, on the American people, period. You know that when the flu running around, you wash your hands and you tell people to stay away from you then. All right, well, you know you got a pandemic that's killing people just like the flu did. Why are you going and doing this? I have to go to work. My job requires that I go to work, and I don't have a choice. I'm considered essential. I have to go to work every day. Nothing I can do about it. But those of you that don't have to go, those of you that don't need to, to get up and put, subject yourself to the possibility of being sick, need to adhere to the warning and stay home. Is it serious? Yes. Some people say no. no, but why take the risk? Why take the risk of killing yourself? I mean, it's natural selection at its best. And then it's, 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 as far as with the police and saying, yes, sir, no, sir, look here, let me tell you something. I've been drug out of my car, put down on the ground, and had pistols on them stuck in my face. And all I had in my pocket was $600 and some prophylactic because I went to go see somebody. And I said, yes, sir, no, son, it still didn't change anything. So yes, sir, no, sir, don't mean get it. Because if you're not going to respect me from the beginning, no matter how I say yes, sir, no, sir, it don't matter. And I refuse to pay step and fetch for anybody. I don't care who you are. And if that what we go, that's what we're going to start teaching our kids to do, then why even let them protest? Why even let them stand up and speak their voice? If we're going to go back to yes, sir, master, yes, sir, then we need to stop what we're doing right now and just go on and fall in line. Ron made the comment right. about voting and those, those offices. I'm going to say something. I'm probably going to step on somebody's toes. You might not want to believe this, but here it is. It one way. Research it for yourself because I did. When we vote straight ticket, Democrat or Republican, we vote ourselves into a hole. If we vote straight ticket, straight ticket on Democrat, unless we look and see who's doing what instead of picking the better or the worst of the other two evils, we vote ourselves into a hole. If we stop and go back and look at the Democratic Party and how some of it started, you will look. They were all started by Confederate soldiers. If you go back and read also, you'll see that the Republican Party was black, black Afro-Americans. And then you had 20 whites. There's 150 of them in the state of Texas. 20 of them were white. That's how it started. Now, you go back and you talk about taking us out of the home. And the reason why we're having the problems that we're having now with the kids getting in trouble, when they put the welfare system in, they told us that you couldn't have a parent in the home. So what did they do? You couldn't have the daddy. They kicked daddy out for the gate and money to mama. So don't just go there and look and vote straight ticket because it's Democrat because he says a whistle and dance. Don't go look because he's a Republican and he gives you the whistle and dance. And he plays on his strokes or emotions. If we continue to let people stroke our emotions, we're going to continue to find ourselves fighting for George Floyd. We're going to continue to find ourselves fighting for Trayvon Martin. We're going to tell you might even be fighting for one of your own children one day. We have to stop and educate ourselves on what's going on. If we're not going to educate ourselves on this pandemic, stay your butt at home. Educate yourself. Know what you can and cannot do. They're not educating themselves. And these people giving these rides. Educate yourself on the amount of liability and risk that you're putting yourselves and your organization at. Because I can tell you right now, I showed up on my own free will. But yet you let people in because you weren't doing the proper screening that you should be doing at your gate to make sure nobody has a fever, I'm going to sue the pants off of you. And you know you don't get these insurance contracts. I'm going to take everything you got. I'm just telling you how people think that's the world we live in. And that's my three cents. 
Absolutely, Mike. Thank you for that. And, and before we and before we go any further, we got another we got another one out there that can give you some advice too. Simp, why don't you come in right behind Mike? Very simple. He's trying to get the show. We got somebody that got the line up. I'm gonna mute some lines. I was trying to get you to come in because you 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 can offer just as good advice as Mike. Both of y'all had organizations that put on trail rides. Oh well, I'm not putting on nothing. (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm not putting. I'm like Mike. All these people doing this stuff, and uh, it goes back to show you with the idiot wanting. Somebody line up on Mike. I mean, uh, wrong. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to take care of it right now. Go ahead. Go ahead and talk. Oh, yeah. Trying to get uh, it right now. The idiot wanted, he wanted to do a camp, uh, fundraiser, a campaign speech. He thought he was going to get a million people, but he got 6,000. I was so happy to see that. That, that shows you right there that people do have sense. You can, you can say what you want. That lets you know people got sense. He thought he had 40,000 outside and 20,000 inside. He didn't get it. But like Mike B just said, you have to have common sense. We better start using our brain. Yeah. We, we got to be smart. They want us to be dumb. They want us to be dumb. We can't Absolutely. be dumb all the time. We have to use our brains. Just like they did in Chicago this weekend. Shot all them people up for no reason. That is just, that's the stuff we do when we're trying to make a a, a step forward. We take two steps backwards. Every time we take a step forward, we take two steps backwards. That's all I got to say. We got to do better. We're trying to help each other. Make, we we want to make ourselves look good. Not bad. Like Mike D said, and I said a thousand times, I'm not saying yes, sir, no, sir, and no, cop, whatever. If I die, I just die. I'm not going to never say yes, sir, and no, sir, to cop. I'm not going to be nice to them. And I ain't going to teach my kids to be nice to them. Because they're they going to already come at you sideways. So you might as well just go ahead and say what you got to say to them. They're going to beat you up anyway. You know, uh, it, it, about three months ago, I'll say about three months ago, I would disagree with you. But after seeing what's going on today, if you and, and I'm gonna tell y'all, and I, I mean this from the bottom of my heart, if they if they ever try to take me down to the ground while I'm out there, it, it ain't gonna be nice. Now I'm gonna stand up there and let you put your handcuffs on me while I'm standing up, and you can just put me in the car. I'm gonna ask for you to put me in the car. We can resolve whether or not I'm innocent after after you put me in the car. But if you try to take me to the ground, I'm gonna die. Either fighting or you're going to kill me. So we need to tell our kids something different than what we've been telling them. Because it, it, that yes, sir, no, sir, standing up there, when they put them on the ground, they don't have a choice because all them officers jump on them like they're a punching bag. And you don't stand a chance. They don't care if you're breathing or if you're not. They don't care if you're woman or child. They're still doing the same thing. And, and, and that just, Glass, I know you're out there. I'm trying to get you back in. But I shared something with the guys earlier today, and I and I just want to tell you how bad it is out there. And I don't know if this will ever make mainstream media, but I, I want to tell you about this. They shot three kids in a car. I don't know the circumstances around it, but how do you how do you shoot three kids? I think one of them was was no more than about three months old in a car. Police. It's not making it in the mainstream media, but it's out there. Explain somebody somebody explain that to me. The lady was saying in the article, she said that her daughter was in the hospital with a bullet in her head and she's four years old, I think, four to five years old. 
Somebody help me understand how is that policing? I, 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 I'm waiting for an answer. I, I, I guess I'm I'm just a little bit crazy or something, but I, I would love to have an answer. Hey, Rod, I, I think you. I think the answer is in the spirit in which you asked the question. There, that is not policing. It's the exact opposite of what policing should be. And I think we've gotten addicted to talking about <clears throat> police reform. It's hard to reform something that was designed to do exactly what it's doing. We should be talking about community policing, meaning the people in the community should do a better job of doing things to prevent. We, uh, you hear me say a lot or talk a lot about prevention, but it almost seems like you know it, it gets lost in the wind because we have become so accustomed to reacting to something and normally reacting too late. Those children, Mm -hmm. their lives were taken because the adults, uh, as as you all just got through talking about, to me it's all about responsibility. If you can't get adults to take care of themselves on a trail ride, knowing damn well that anybody at any given moment can come in contact with this virus, if you can't get them to do that, then it's very difficult to get people to do something that seems like it should be second nature, which is protecting uh, a child from being killed. Mm-hmm. So we have to ask ourselves, um, what are we doing? What are we doing as adults that is a is a real example for the children? I can tell you this about the children. Whether we tell them or, or train them or not on what they should do, they're going to do what's necessary to make a change. Matter of fact, I would I would actually call them the change. They are the change that we've been praying Absolutely. for, hoping for, crying for. <clears throat> the issue in most cases is we're afraid of them, and they know it. I would like to see more of us as adults um, challenge our own fear because we won't be able to communicate them, communicate with them, being afraid because then they look at us like the same people they're they're protesting against. So it's it's that old saying, you have to be careful what you ask for. So if they represent the answer to our prayers, and I believe they do, then how how can we fear them? We fear them because (laughs) we don't really believe in the God that has brought them into existence. Mm. So we're we're going to be challenged. Um, We're being challenged now. Hopefully. Absolutely. I agree with you. Yeah, I just hope, Ron, that we can, because uh, <clears throat> I, I, I say this a lot, too, and this is an actual reality. You know, none, none of us are, are excluded from this, which is the time frame or the window that's closing on us to get our acts together. Uh, these, you were saying it earlier, you said it before, these children, are wait, they're not waiting for a green light from us to do what they're going to do. Uh, in, in most cases, they're actually waiting on us to get out the way. They're giving us a chance to either get out the way or get on the right side. That's what they're doing. All right, now. You're stepping on some real toes there. I agree with you, man. They're giving us a chance. They said that y'all yes, didn't do anything with your chances. You want to sing, sing Kumbaya and march and hold hands and all the rest of that. 
they're not doing that. They they ain't nowhere near that at all. So somebody out there has to allow. Somebody out there is on the road or something, and I'm getting a lot of road noise. If you, I'm gonna try. If you would please mute yourself and then just bring yourself back in when you get ready. We got a caller out there, Glass. I, I'm waiting on you. So um, we got caller four six four four. Last four is four six four four. Welcome. You to know the show. you got a Welcome good Welcome to Blog Talk USA. Yeah, you got a good point on the description of your show where you make mention that you vote for people who have your interests. And that's really what it's all about. You share, you, you support those who share your values and who you put in office supposed to be there to support your interests. Mm-hmm. What are your interests as conservative values? Or what are your interests or liberal values? And there's a difference between the two, and you start to see you start to see an alliance that's forming along those lines. And businesses control the politics. Mm-hmm. Politics need money in order to stage and wage campaigns. In general, people just vote. And you can vote for those you think that's got your best interest. If you're not funding a campaign, well, somebody else will come and buy them right from under you. That happens all the right. time. Mm. So the, the, the idea is for in the black population as much as you possibly can. You know, it's not that much. It's not that big. It's only 25 million between the ages of 18 and 65. Okay. They should they should be in a self-sustaining as much as possible position. That is having jobs that's going to pay high wages and salary, having profitable business, out of the box business where you control that which you're trying to sell. From this beginning until it goes into that consumer's basket or that consumer's pocket, and those things have to be worked. The education with the with with, with black children, and it may not be well. It's not all, but it's too many that just not making it. It's not their fault. That child didn't wake up in the morning and want to be uh, listed as failing. It's society, mm-hmm. black society's fault that these children is not doing as well as they should. And look at this. If they're not doing as well as they should at the elementary level, that's elementary, middle school, and high school, what do you think happens when they reach college? Hmm. they there for a rude awakening that they weren't prepared, and that's really where the shame comes in. Not on them, but the people that sent them. And then they begin to realize that, you know, I thought I was doing fine. I had a limousine and a tux when I graduated from kindergarten. A limousine and a tux mm. when I graduated from middle school. A limousine and a tux when I graduated from high school. <laughs> well, here I am at college Ooh. orientation day, and they telling me I'm going to have to take some remedial courses. Mm. That's the reality. It's not mm. making fun, mm-hmm. but it's the reality. That's right. And you know, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to leave. 
But Latino. don't you think that we, we as parents, but, but, but let me ask you a question on, on before you leave, because I know you'll sign off real quick. Don't you think as parents we are responsible for that? Because that child never had the ability to get a limousine unless we provided it for all those ages that, you, that you're talking about, all those times that you're talking about. We as parents hold some of that blame. Wouldn't you say so? Well, you absolutely. I mean, who else? Look. Nigerians, as black as Wesley Snipe, is not going to give your African-American children what they need to compete with theirs. Less long than anybody else. I mean, what sense does it make? Do the Washington Redskins allow people from the Rams to sit in the stands and, and, and tape and video their practice? They don't allow it. And like I was saying before, these other ethnic groups, Latinos have came went past blacks, Americans, with household income and also educational attainment. And that should be, you know. Us, but, but you also have to understand that every group that you're talking about outside the black race has to use us as a, as a stepping stool to get their cause in, in the public. They have always used us to get, get their call in the public, but we have never used our own stepping stool to, to represent ourselves in any kind of way. Well, you know, I never heard Latinos tell Al Sharpton, you need to include us in your us, blacks and browns. Latinos ain't never told him that. He done that because he wanted to. <laughs> While at well, the same I, time, I Latinos, form, Latinos formed their own organization called La Raza. Now they changed the name. You know why they changed the name? Because La Raza meant what? The race. And somebody caught on to that. Blacks got the NAACP. Read their mission statement. I challenge you and see what it says. It includes everybody. That's right. Urban League. It includes everybody. La Raza, Hispanic. You know, Nigerians have their own Nigerian Miss America beauty contest. Ghana. Ghana Miss American Beauty Contest. They don't hook up with blacks. Mm. Now, you wow. got a lot of African American kids that's doing excellent. They're doing tremendous. Putting out the engineers mm-hmm. and doctors and everything, but you know, it just ain't enough. If you're 13% mm-hmm. of the population, you should have 13, 15% or more in those categories. Whether it's medicine, whether it's mechanics, whether it's manufacturing, you should have at least your representative in the overall population in those categorical industries. And can it be done? Yeah, but you know what it takes, don't you? It takes sacrifice. It takes hard work. And you got to get to the point with that child where it's damn near child abuse. To keep them on the straight and narrow. You know one of the, the things we see in the population today amongst young people? No respect for authority. Y'all can't say you don't. Not only in the young people, in these adults. With the police, no respect for authority. I'm a, come on, now we know that. Look at the schools. No respect for authority. I don't know how old y'all is. But if I had not had respect for authority when I was a kid, this my mic would be mute right now. 
I wouldn't even be living. So let me ask you. So, so with that, with that being said, and Brandon, I want you to come in right after me because I know you want to you want to talk to him too, and then Glass and everybody else. But let me ask you a question: How far do you think we would have gotten these, even getting them to recognize that we're black in America, if these youngsters wouldn't wasn't out there protesting day after day after day after day? Because I know, it, I don't know if you told your age, but I know that we didn't do it during our time. And I know it wasn't done before then where we went out day after day after day after day after day. When we did it, it was more of a boycott of something that was going on, but it never was a march getting in people's face every day telling them that this is wrong. Well, what are they What are they protesting about? Have you asked them? I asked some. They couldn't tell. Have you? So you think that they're just getting out there because of that? Come on, Brandon. Come on. Yeah. Here. A lot of them are, yes. I'm just Hold on just a minute. I'm, I'm, yeah. You, you, I tell you another thing, too. Blacks ain't out there burning down their buildings. Yeah, I agree with you, but hold on just one Black? second. I yeah. want you to hear this response real quick to what you've been saying, because you, you said a lot of stuff, and I, but I, I would like to dialogue and let you hear the response to what you're saying. Brandon, come on in. Oh, I'm, I'm just going to continue the conversation. I don't, you don't need to restate the obvious, but, but continuing on the lines of what that brother was saying is when you ask them, they don't know. I get so many youngsters because, you know, I'm, I've been in the fight, too, and I'm still in the middle. At, at 42, I still connect with the younger folks, the 20-somethings and the teenagers, and um, my work with the school district keeps me in that. And then I still connect because all my friends are in their 60s, 70s, and 80s doing civil rights work. And there's, there's a big disconnect between those young people and folks that used to do this and actually had people who died protesting back in the 50s and 60s, right? And so they knew what they were doing because there was organization. If you just look at what we have now, nowadays, there's not much organization. They call themselves something, but there's really no firm leader, and the leader sometimes doesn't have a solid vision. And so a lot of the people out there protesting now I think is great, but I think that you need to have an end all, something that you're out there for. I mean, you're just out there because you're out there sake. That's nonsense. You're actually wasting time inevitably because there's no purpose for your purpose. So if you had purpose, if these folks were actually out there and they're saying we're going to be out here until, you know, then there's more bite behind it because in actuality, we're in the best climate for change that we've been in in my 42 years. I have never seen action items that we've been really fighting for take hold as quickly as they've done in the last three weeks. Now, having said that, that, there's got to be a reason for us to continue protesting because we know there's still a lot more things that need to be done when we're talking socioeconomically, demographically, um, all of those factors that we're disproportionately and, 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 and um, marginalized 
from in this particular country. And you, you know, uh, I, I, I agree yeah, that's with real good. y'all, but we have one more person that want to respond back to you. And Aaron, and, and then Glass, you can come in also right behind Aaron because we're running up on about 15 minutes. I'm going to try to get as many people on the air as possible. Aaron, come on in. Yeah, I, I, want, to, I want to go back real quick, uh, Ron, just to your show topic. And because his brother... The gentleman that spoke a few minutes ago said something, and it and it reminded me of of an issue that I take up quite often with um, with my peers. But let, let's let's define something real quick. Let, let's define what a slave is. So, based on the dictionary version of the definition that I'm reading, it says it's a noun. A person who is the legal property of another and is forced to obey them. Slavery in any system in which principles of property law are applied to people, allowing individuals to own, buy, and sell other individuals. An enslaved person is unable to withdraw unilaterally from such an arrangement and works without renumerate, I'm sorry, Remuneration. So, let, let me let me say something to address what I heard this brother say, and I'm not taking issue with what he said, but maybe just the way he said it. <clears throat> I, I want to start just on this point with this, with respect for authority. We all will have respect for authority until it's abused. So we got to ask ourselves a question: Are we run? Are we are we acting like slaves, or are we still in fact slaves? Hmm. I know what wow. we I know okay. what we want to say. I know what we want to say. We want to say that we're not. Mm-hmm. That's what we'd like to say, based on what well, we see and what we're experiencing. I think the opposite is the truth. What, what is yeah, I agree with you, Aaron. But hey, just one last. Let me talk. speak on Glass, that. Come on in, Glass. Oh, okay. Oh, let, let me get Glass in real quick, and then Mike, you can come in right behind Glass, and then Pastor Riggins, you can come in behind Mike. Just make your comments short, so we can keep on, so we can keep on moving, and we can hear the the last thing that he wants to say. Okay. Ron, we got we got about fifteen minutes left. I'm gonna yield. Uh, that's why I say uh, I, I think. But uh, what, what I will say is that this is one of the few times that uh, I agree with the caller, and I'll, I'll take it a step further. Uh, and I think some of what he said, Ron, is what we talked about earlier. You can attribute this to following the Democratic Party, giving up something without getting nothing at the end of the day. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah, you should have had a topic like this before, then you would. He should have had a topic like this before, then you could agree with me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. I, 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 I go with that. I go with that. Hey, don't no, give up. All jokes aside. All jokes aside. I, I think that's very fair. I think it's very valid. If, if you own when we first started, uh, we we discussed the fact that black folk got issues of their own that they need to take care of while they're trying to take care of other issues outside of the community. Let Absolutely. me address this. Let me address this real quick. And the issue here is you're talking about police. Do you know that the state 
statues give you, the community, the power over your police. Missouri says that the people of this state have the inherent, sole, and exclusive right to regulate the internal government and police thereof. There's 18,000 police authorities across the country. They are not controlled by the federal government. The Congress is talking about reform. They're going to be suggestions. They can't tell these states and municipalities nothing on how to run their police department. That's up to the people. Ferguson, the communities around Ferguson, Jennings, and several others, all black, they dissolved their police department, and they came back with a cooperative, which consists of several communities. Ferguson Police Department was like that for years because the people apparently liked it like that, and they always had the power to change it. And that's another thing. People don't understand the power that they already have so that they can use it. Same thing exists in your schools. Your curriculum, books, and instructional material can be whatever you want it to be in Missouri. And the states can't mandate anything on you according to the law. So if you don't know, now, hey, look, you're talking about a big municipality like Chicago or New York. Of course, those are different. But these small municipalities, that's your employees. You pay their wage, salary, and guess what? When they go out and do something wrong, you're going to pay that settlement too. So anyway, I'm, yep. I'm going to leave it with that. I just want to say this. No, this no, burning no, down of – Hey, I got one okay. more person that won't respond to you, so just uh, Pastor Riggins, come on in. <laughs> Ron, hey, good evening. I said I was going to wait till next week. I was just going to listen, brother. You there? All right, well, go ahead, <laughs> go ahead, man. I'm going to say this. One. This burning of these buildings and stuff, that ain't black people doing it because black kids, you've seen many cases where you had black teens challenge people that was busting out windows and trying to create that type of damage. Because they know when it's all said and done, they're going to be left without in their community. And now they got to go out into the county. There goes that dollar that's always talked about that don't circulate in the community. It's gone now. But anyway, you guys go ahead and continue. I'm sorry if I interrupted. And no, I'm happy to be able it's, to. Always, it's always a pleasure to have you in, man. <laughs> Don't make this your last time. Maybe I need to make a conference like this all the time. What you want it to be next week? <laughs> no. Well, you know, you know, honest, I'm going to tell you the truth. The concern is, is that our children have to be taught and educated. Yeah. Amen. I'm telling you. Because Amen. they can't compete with these other groups. I'm, they yeah. can't com- A lot of them can but not enough. Too many are being left behind. And they're coming up with these false fantasies, goals. Want to be a LeBron okay. James. And so, you know who's making money off of these uh, these looting and that? Michael Jordan. Yeah. Because all the Nike products that was in stock for the summer season was stolen. And the company's got to reorder all that stuff again. So he's got two orders in one year. He's making a lot of money off of this. Also, still <laughs> got his name. Don't forget the prison uh, that he owns, the, the portions of prisons he owns, making money off that, too. Well, the, well, your Congressional Black Caucus do, too. 
They got mm. they own you and all those. Wait a minute. Those athletes have money managers that invest their money in whatever that's paying the best return, which includes prisons. All of them. That's what a money manager is supposed to do. He's supposed to get the best well, return. He has a fiduciary responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think we had a couple of presidents, our president and first lady that did the same thing, didn't we? Yeah, you'd be surprised, That's man. No you'd be surprised. You ain't gonna, I'm not going to let my money manager put my money into no Donald Trump project. Just because it makes money, at some point you got to not be a prostitute. Well, see now, let me let me say this. Let me let me say this. See, you cannot see when you, when a person gonna do what's like we said earlier. What's to their best interest? If a yeah. person, a black person, is a conservative, if they vote for Donald Trump, if they come back and try to tell you and try to help bring these kids up, why are you gonna criticize them? They doing better than the ones that didn't vote for him. Right? <laughs> hey, man, y'all hey, have man. a nice day. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> All right. Hey, Ron, we're All right. about nine Thank you, man. Two PM Central Standard Time. You got about seven minutes left. I'm going to yield. Uh, I think Aaron may be out there. Uh, uh, I think he's, he may have something that he want to add. Uh, but I, I, I appreciate, uh, you know, the dialogue, uh, you know, on this run. I think we, we got a lot more. Uh, that can come out. I appreciate Brandon coming on. Uh, and, you know, we need to uh, at some point try to, uh, you know, engage with uh, the gumbo talk on uh, Thursday nights. Uh, Brandon, uh, while you're out yeah. there, one more time for those who may have come in, uh, give give us uh, your call uh, information uh, on your show Thursday night. Give us a brief synopsis. Brandon, you got to push that mute button. We can't hear you. I know you're still out there. We can't hear you. Maybe you're busy. Um, before we get off the air, but make sure that you come in and, and just let either one of us know, and you can go ahead and put your information out, Brandon. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah. He, there he is. Yeah, come go on, ahead, Brandon. Go ahead. Yeah, the, the Gumbo Talk Show, Thursday night at 8, everybody's welcome. We get into the conversations that I think matter, and especially um, to have these conversations with your young people. Um, anyone under 30 um, who just hasn't really been exposed to the old school ways of uh, how to do things because we can mix this old and new and uh, it would be really powerful if uh, some of these people came out of retirement even if it was just a coach some of these young people that are out there so yeah everybody's right. welcome uh, Thursday night hey, at right here same place hey, hey Brandon and, and I'd also add that uh, before or if anybody wanted to go to their next large event, they might want to talk to you being a COVID survivor within the last couple of weeks. So uh, you can specifically tell them that if they uh thinking about getting it, they may not want to get it. So they may want to have a second choice uh, relative to going to a large engagement. They want to be more conscious of their surroundings. Ron, I'm going to yield and, uh, you know, balance of the time. Somebody else can come in and uh, close it out. So you can, uh, I think Simp is probably still out there as well. Yeah, Simp, come on in, man. Don't don't yield too fast, Glass, because I I want you to kind of close us out and get us to a point where, okay. we, where we can close out. So I ain't gonna let you go. <laughs> okay. And Simp, if you're out there and okay. you want to say something, come on in. I I, I think I saved my share tonight. And come on, Simp. 
No, I'm going to yield my time to Mike D. I know you're out there, so let Mike D yield my time. I'm good. Oh, okay. I didn't know Mike was out there still. Where's Where's Mike? Mike, are you, is your line open? Mike, is your line open? I, I might have just opened it. I think his line is still open if he's still out there. He, that's Pastor Riggins. Um, all right. All right, Glass. We got about three minutes. Just some, well, summarize. Well, uh, get, us, you know, get us to the end. As, as, as always, if uh, if you look back to when uh, Waco four-state trail ride started, uh, pretty much everybody that was a part of that uh, from the inception is somewhere on the line tonight. So if I were to be uh, evaluating what has taken place through all of the obstacles and trials and tribulations, we all have ended back up to where we first started, which was the opportunity to have a platform to talk about things that were beneficial to us in our particular areas of life. Now, when you fast forward from seven or eight years ago till now, if you look at things then versus now, what I have said before and I'll say it again, those youngsters that grew up in the 80s on into the 90s and 2000s, they have told us through every avenue of, of vocalness, whether it was uh, rap music, whether it was writing lyrics, or whether it was even talking to you sitting down, they have told you, me, and everybody else that they are not going to tolerate what the previous generation has tolerated. Now, I will go back to the question that the caller asked. I sit down with kids every day, and I have talked to some of them who have given me the best information as to why they feel the protest is necessary and why they'll be willing to give up their life for themselves or people that they feel is fighting for them. Don't underestimate them because they don't talk to you. Maybe they're not comfortable talking to you. Maybe they just don't want to talk to you. Why? Because they don't trust you. But you can rest assured that a lot of them out there, they can tell you exactly why. They are doing what they're doing. And like Brandon said, and I've said, and all of us have said it, see, we fail at some point to have a conversation with the old generation and the new generation because one didn't like the other one because of wearing baggy pants, because of wearing dreadlocks. But we got to remember, they wore platform shoes, bell-bottom pants. They were misunderstood, but they were still given a chance to have a stake in this conversation. Don't underestimate those younger generations. You listen to Blog Talk USA on Blog Talk Radio. Ron, I'm going to yield to you. That's the balance of my time. we got about a minute and 30 seconds, and I appreciate everybody calling in tonight. Uh, Mike D., uh, Pastor Riggins, uh, Sherwin Simple, uh, uh, Brandon Johnson, Gumbo Talk Show, and the other caller that called in. And for those who are out there listening, remember, all you got to do is press 1. If you got something that you want us to talk about, you can uh, message us on Facebook or whatever the case may be because we believe in talking about what's going on, and we will give you the opportunity to have your voice be heard. Ron, I'm going to give it back to you. Well, I just want to say this. Please go out and listen to to Brandon Johnson's show tomorrow. I, I, I try to listen to it every week, and I, and I want you to go out there and listen and See what he has to say. He's a young man that's trying to trying to make headway, and he, he like last say he just recovered from COVID from the COVID disease virus. He he really had a rough time of it. So I, if you want if you want to know anything that's going on, or you can get it firsthand from a person that went in the hospital, came out of the hospital, and and went through the whole process through Brandon Johnson. So I want to make sure that everybody knows that. Um, last but not least, I want to thank Simp. I want to thank 
Byron Glass. And Pastor Riggins, you, you, you got to say something next time. I, I ain't going for that. Aaron Hopkins, Mike D. And, and, and you know what, Glass, I'm going to say this while we're on the air. I had I had forgot about forgot about the name of the show when we first got started. So thank you for that reminder. <laughs> but we still oh, yeah. came a long way. And that and that guy that that guy that just came got off the air with us, I, I wanna say this real quick while it's in the recording. He was the one that was giving this information during the Mike Brown when when the emergency when the when they murdered Mike Brown initially during the during the process. So I'm gonna tell y'all good night and y'all have a great time. We can do Good it night. if we just if we just touch one person at a time. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right.